Welcome to Helpful Goat Presents Tear Beyond the Doors, a Dungeons & Dragons campaign by Helpful Goat Gaming. We at Helpful Goat want to be very clear about something. Black lives matter. Systemic racism is real and pervasive, as evidenced by, among other things, the ongoing and infuriating lack of justice for black victims of police violence. Please support organizations that are working to dismantle systems of oppression. Support organizations that support black lives. Support black lives directly. For resources and a starting place, please see the links in our episode description. And as always, please be warned, this podcast may include adult situations and language. You know, the kind of language used by people who are heartbroken and enraged at the current state of the world, and occasionally channel that into their role-playing. You're welcome. A world nearly destroyed by a cataclysm. Saved by the actions of heroes long gone. A world that has survived, recovered, and even thrived. This is the world of Tyr. Here, the descendants of those heroes and the other survivors of the cataclysm have built great nations, the eight pillars that support the world. Nearly 1,500 years after the cataclysm, the world is one of relative calm. However, beneath this veneer of peace, great forces move. With every shift and shudder, they threaten to disrupt the delicate balance that keeps the pillars standing. Now, across the world, knowingly or not, people must become heroes, or the pillars will fall and Tear will be no more. Join us as we follow some of those heroes and see their struggles to keep their world from destruction. I didn't actually have to wait that long this time. Hello, everyone, <laughs> and welcome to Helpful Goat Presents Tear Beyond the Doors, the finale on the Ooh. doorstep. What? Oh, on the doorstep. My name is Galway Trainer, and I'm the unbenevolent dictator of Helpful Goat Gaming. And tonight, my friends and I will build and explore a magical world for your entertainment. Or in the case of Tear, not so magical. I am, of course, not the star of this show, merely the DM. Allow me to introduce to you the players, who, as you will also notice, we've switched to this as a standard new layout. We have cameras. I, I cut the hoopla for them. Um, with me, as always, the benevolent dictator of Helpful Goat Gaming, Andy, playing the shivering shadow who's scared of his own shadow, and may be his own shadow, Rook, whose pronouns are usually he, him, his, because he's a changeling sorcerer. How's it going? I'm dressing up like Rook tonight, kind of feeling dark and gloomy. And just you're and, gonna, uh, like, tremble uncontrollably. Oh yeah. Ooh. And uh, <laughs> Andy's pronouns are he, him, his, and yeah, Rook is uh, yeah, us, we, they. That's okay. Uh, uh, you've you've watched her since her days as a guest appearance as Crotch the Sticky, and she has now covered three of the four major land masses of Tier. Chris playing Neldor Vyat, he, him, his, eternally worried that everyone is about to die. Hey! Yes, I am a frequent flyer of Tear, and I am very excited about this camera. 
But please understand that I will forget that I am on camera, so pay no attention to the girl behind the camera. I think what she's saying is just don't watch her camera, I guess. Behind the That's... camera? There's also a girl on the other side of the camera from you? Yes! That's terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> she has a to-do list and is coming to the end of it. Lena playing Sunny Sunrail, the human... Oh, what the hell? I put it in the art. The Kalishtar Druid. Hi. Uh, she, her, hers. And I don't think I'm actually coming to the end of my to-do list. I think there's a lot no. of things that are going to be left undone. That's, 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 that's fair enough. That's fair enough. Um, and playing... The elephant monk, who is usually twice as big as they should be. Uh, Dars playing Viji Bajo, they, them, theirs. And um, my pronouns are also they, them, theirs. I don't have a witty statement or anything to say. <laughs> so One of those nights. Yeah. You just focus. I get it. Uh, you, you you are the monk that is the solo frontliner for this party, so some focus might I'm be good. I'm the monk with plenty of spunk. See there, there it, it just instantly happens. Beautiful. All right, everyone, we are we are helpful gaming. Uh, we are a small independent game design and game content production firm. Um, we stream multiple times a week here on Twitch, uh, where we mostly play role playing games, talk about role playing games, uh, etc. Our current schedule on Tuesdays. We have Goat's Eye View, where we talk about gaming, our experiences with gaming. Just this week, we had our friend Rachel um, with a really fascinating talk on running D&D for kids, which is also super applicable to new players, newer players, and frankly, most players as just a good sort of get you into developing your role play, get you into developing your play. Um... On Wednesdays, we play Dom and Dragons, which is D&D with Dominic Monaghan of Lost, Lord of the Rings, Star Wars, many more, um, which is a lot of fun. Uh, we are currently gathering forces to go destroy Siege Santa. I'm not giving you any context for that. If you don't understand it, it's it's a lot of fun. Go check that out. Uh, on Thursday, our friend Elise DMs a campaign of an RPG called Spire, which is a sort of darker, grittier story of dark elves attempting to assert their rights against the high elves, but mostly just Elise wishing that it's not Tuesday anymore. I'm not kidding. It's been Tuesday for like five weeks. It's amazing. Um, and then on Fridays, we do either Helpful Goat Presents or Goats and Dragons. Goats and Dragons is our long-form campaign, going from level 1 to level 20. Andy DMs that. Um, that's a lot of fun. We're following the family as they attempt to save the world and, even more difficultly, themselves. Um, and then we also have Helpful Goat Presents, which is a lot of smaller campaigns, one-shots, things like that. Um, and right now, we are running Tier Beyond the Doors. This is actually the finale episode, so I hope you enjoy. Uh, we will have probably some announcements about what's coming up next here on Helpful Goat Presents real soon, and we generally alternate on those um for helpful goat presents and goats and dragons you can find us with podcasts wherever you get your podcasts links to some common sources are down below in the tiles on twitch um we are affiliate here on twitch which means you can follow us which 
totally free. Cheers some bits, which gives us a little bit of money. Or you can subscribe to us, which gives us a bit more money and can be totally free. If you have Amazon Prime, you can use it to get Twitch Prime and then use that sub to support us. Uh, if you want to support us more directly, you can also use the donate command, exclamation point donate, to go to our coffee page, ko-fi.com backslash helpful goat. Um, you can give any amount that you feel like there. And know that however you support us, whether it's just tuning into the streams, um, subscribing to the podcast, leaving a comment, leaving a rating, cheering on here, donating to the coffee, it's tremendously appreciated. Um, we absolutely love getting to do this and we'd love to get to do more of it and your support is how that happens so thank you so much uh if you would like to hang out with us see all of these amazing very strange people more um you can join our discord uh by using the discord command to get the link in the chat exclamation point discord we have a lot of fun in there we stream some games part of the time we play games with the community we talk about the stuff we're going to be doing and we have lots of fun helpful quotes uh, I believe one of the most recent was Rachel's, okay, but I'd like to ask about my own personal cannibal cannibalism. Um, so before we jump into sort of a recap and all of this, does anybody else have anything? I think I, yeah, I think we're good. Yep, good. I, I like how Andy lo looks vaguely terrified at the solicitation of any other announcements. Um... <laughs> Awesome. Uh, thank you very much, Tibby Taboo, for the 500 bits. We appreciate it so much. All right. So let me get some music queued up. Tibby es mi corazón. <laughs> oh, sorry, Ders. Plus, we have cameras now, so you can just see me reacting to Andy generally. <laughs> um, yeah, live and let live. <laughs> do what you want to do, then I get to do what I want to do. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, hey, there we go. Music didn't want to play. Last time, on Tear Beyond the Doors, in the mysterious and ancient fortress of Stone's Rest, the group managed to finally break their way through to the Sunleaf, who they believed and hoped was their teacher, the Ethereal Gondola. In the process, one of the servants slash slaves in that place, Temple Morrow Song, proved to not be what he appeared, attacking the group and revealing that he was a changeling. Having defeated Temple, which was no easy fight, he turned, realized that the Sunleaf was not. They freed her, along with several other prisoners, and made their way to an emergency escape hatch that one of the prisoners, Dallin, knew existed. This escape hatch turned out to be less of a hatch and more of an entranceway to a tunnel, which led to a mysterious circle and a lever. Being good D&D players, they pulled that lever, stood in that circle, and were transported to the deck of an airship, rapidly lifting away from the Fortress of Stone's rest, one wall of which had already collapsed in the face of the assault of the Unity and the presence of the undead minions of the Nightmaster. Now, 
safely removed from any who would attack them. The group has a moment to pause, consider their next step, and ask valuable questions of the Sunleaf, who has informed them that she is able to create a teleportation circle that will take them to the Nightmaster, who she asserts must be defeated. Now, you find yourselves on the deck of this airship. The Nightmaster, or not Mister, the Sunleaf, and the various individuals that you rescued from the prisons huddled about, enjoying their freedom, or some of them enjoying the first sunlight that they've seen in months. What would each of you like to be doing? Wait, so like, how are we resolving this um, interrogating people thing? Because I know we gave you a bunch of questions that we wanted to ask. Do you want me to ask them? Did you just want them no. ahead of time? So, so the the you, you've asked sort of as you've been going along, um, and you kind of started with uh, Dallin and this group of prisoners. Um, most of them have pretty typical stories. They were captured in some way by the marked this bandit group. Um, the wealthy merchant has his caravan taken. Uh, the young halfling woman uh, had been sort of working as a underground guide for the wealthy merchant and is really pissed because his taking this roundabout shady route has resulted in her getting imprisoned for months. Um, the drow had been attempting to join the marked and had broken one of their laws of hospitality and tried to take something of theirs. Uh, and so you sort of in passing have now gotten your answer of what would happen if you took their stuff, they lock you up. Um, and Dallin was an operative of the organization called the Silent Prestige, the same organization that Viji is a part of. Um, several years before, uh, he had, right around the time that the Nightmaster's attacks actually started, he had had a suspicion that Stone's Rest in some way could be and had taken himself there uh, and had managed to integrate himself with them but was later um and he was actually captured because there was a double agent in the marked um who was also a part of the silent prestige but okay so like why why did he think there was a connection between between yeah so that was the that, nightmaster and Stuntrest? that was one that i was gonna that, that we were actually gonna touch on sort of character um, I, when I, when I heard of these attacks, I, early reports indicated that some of the creatures had an unusual purple energy, similar to blight, similar to something that you can find in the blighted land. There have long been stories told of Stone's Rest, of strange happenings, magical energies, I, I thought it would be worth investigating, and throughout the time I was there, I, I felt something, but I could never find it. Until, you know, you let me free, and I saw the large pillar of glowing light. And so, you all thought that it was your teacher. I'm sorry, you all thought it was your teacher, Lethereal, but instead, it's. A man or a woman named Dalian? Oh, no, Dalian was the w one of the people in the jail cell. Okay, okay, The sorry. Sunleaf is some woman that we don't We don't know, know who she is. We don't, we don't even know her real name, actually. Oh, okay. Okay. Sunleaf. 
So, okay, I got, sorry, I got confused about dying. Um, so I'm looking around at everyone and just kind of going, so is this your, did you find, is this your teacher? No. 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 It's, it's weird. It's weird. Uh, this is weird. I put my hands on my head and I look confused and I'm, so I look at the woman and I just say, well, then who are you? Yeah, tell us your story, Sunleaf. What's your name? Where are you from? Why does Ethereal teach you? What's your Tell us everything. And again, she's sort of breathing very hard. She's scrounged together some supplies that you all have provided to her and is sort of beginning to scribe this very, very detailed magical circle. Um, Rook, as someone who studies and like taught, even though you didn't specialize in magical studies, um, in sort of the time that you've been talking to the others, etc., she's finished about uh, half of what you assume to be the entire circle. Um, and then she subsequently says that this is actually only the inner ring of the circle. So it is a massive, extremely complicated um, formula. Okay. Um, and she's like, ah, I am Alanda Nell, um, more commonly known as the Sunleaf. I am from Rourke as, well, I, I think... Someone said you were from Forian, um, but definitely not. that's definitely where we're from. But, but presumably we are still somewhere, uh, somewhat above the lighted lands near Rourke. Um, I, as for what my entire deal is, I, since the time I was born, some small measure of skill with plants and magic associated with growing things. Letting the traffic go by. Um, and as as time went on, I I could feel more, but I could not do it. And then I met Ethereal. Hers did not seem to be the same as mine, but still she she seemed to understand how to instruct me. Um and she helped me gain in abilities and when my village was destroyed by the Nightmaster, I I thought that I needed to use these powers for something, stand for something. Yeah, that's great. That's super good. I'm really glad you decided to stand for something. What was Lothuriel doing the whole time you hung out with her? You were just hanging out, she was teaching you. What was she doing with her life? And how long ago was this? Yeah. She now. I met Lethereal ten years ago. Uh I was only only was able to study with her for a year or so. Uh, I'm not sure exactly how long in that time I, I grew immensely in she taught me how to learn more of my own abilities than anything else. Um, and then I, I 
I do not know. I, I woke one morning and she was gone. I do not know where she went. I, the entire time, though, that she was with me, she always seemed nervous. I, I do not, I do not know precisely what. It was almost as if her mind was in two places. It seemed that sometimes she struggled to focus on what was immediately around us. She ever mention a group of spunky upstarts that she took under her wing and saved years later? Anything like that? Saved years later? Like, you know, in an icebox, you'd save the... the like, put away for safekeeping. The pudding from the night before, uh, you know. Um, it, well... That part doesn't sound especially familiar, but she did speak of former students. Any names in particular? What exactly did she say? Did she say who her favorite was? Was it me? We know who it was. It was me. You're right, we do know. You're right, Ariel. Whoops, did I just give too much information? (laughs) episode, fuck it. So the Sunleaf is sort of slowly, like, almost limping away into this, like, very carefully drawn circle. And there's like, wait, wait. you were students of Lethereal as well. I mean, I don't know if you can call yourself a student of Lethereal. Okay, oddly you possessive. Learned. <laughs> <laughs> you learned from them. Well... Did, did Lothariel at any time while she was with you, teaching you, say, like, what she was doing, what she had been doing, what her plan was, where she was going, where she had come from, anything at all about her and her story? Yeah. She... When I first met her, she, I I used my abilities to help my crops grow. And she noticed and seemed to know what I was doing. And I was excited and I spoke to her. And when I expressed surprise at the chance, she said that she didn't feel like it was a chance that I had that I had a part to play, that I was one of many who had a part to play, and that she was going to help me prepare for it. She never said she never said what that part was. I suppose in some way when the Nightmaster attacked, I, I assumed that standing up to him was the part I had to play. As for where she was going, or... What else she was doing, she she commented once that she was looking for the answer to a question that she had asked herself a long time ago. Couldn't tell what it meant, but honestly, a lot of things that she said didn't make that much sense to me. Did she say what the question was? No. Did you ask? Yes, I 
I did. I... Silly as it may seem, I wanted to see if I could help with it in any way, but she said that the question was for her. It was one of the only times I saw her get upset. Look, guys, uh, if Lethereal is not at this Nightmaster person and Ario, are they there? I mean, why are we going to fight Nightmaster? Because he tried to kill us. Because he's part of corrupting everything, the nature and the land. I think he is anyways. That was the impression I got, but now I don't know why I got that impression. Oh, certainly is. Okay, see, his very, yeah. His very presence... His very presence feels like the corruption of the Blighted Lands. Right. And the Blighted Lands being corrupted is really bad. This is bad. And my whole goal on my to-do list is fix the corruption of the Blighted Lands and fix nature and put it back together, right? So, I mean, I think the first step to that is, you know, murdering Purple Bone Daddy. And saving Ariel. Bone yeah. Daddy? But is, do we know if Ariel's even there? I, I mean, I think she would think she is. The, the witnesses said that she went with one of those skeletons through that portal. Where, I mean, where else would she have gone? And that takes them to the Nightmaster? Uh, I mean... That's what the Sunleaf is saying with the yes. portal she's drawing. This, the portals that the skeletons use are a more limited form. They don't grant as much control. They have to be created and projected by the Nightmaster himself, but... This one is the same as the portal that he used when he appeared in Stone's Rest. Hey, how exactly do you know this? Like, how do you, how do you know this portal is going to take us to him? It's also the one that he used to leave. So you, you, you memorized it? Yes. How did you memorize it so fast? I mean, this this is pretty intricate. Like, this is a lot. I mean, it's not like I have trust issues or anything. I'm just saying. I've always had a good memory, and I've had very little else to think about. I don't know this person from... I'm trying to think of a relevant... <laughs> I don't know this person at all. From Adam? Yeah. No. But this I mean, world. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, no, no offense, but we, we risked our lives to save you, but we thought you were somebody else, and... We would have done it anyways. I, possibly, probably, perhaps, but we are still looking for Lothariel, Right? And Ariel. Well, yes, and Ariel. But we're also looking to fix the corruption in the blight, right? Like, I this mean, is I mean, that was like... Further on my list. Yeah. If I, if I, I mean, it's definitely high on your list, Sonny, and I respect your list. I just... I mean, we left... Forian... <laughs> for a specific purpose. 
Why, why did we leave foreign land? I feel like at this point, the I suddenly... Because we didn't like have like really another option, right? Like the option was to stay in foreign land and eventually starve, although I could have grown a lot of food, or to fulfill our destiny and go through the doors. Right. I can tell oh. how you all talk about this land you come from that... <laughs> You must love it and miss it so much. The, the Sunleaf is looking at you now, Viji. This is weird, right? I've been to Forian. You don't starve there very often. No, just the specific place in foreign land. But I, I would have grown a lot of food. Yeah. I'm really good at growing food. Yes. We left to find uh, what happened. And yes. Yeah. Friends. Right. Just don't question it. They get all weird if you ask them. <laughs> I they miss their land so much that they get confused. Yeah, That's exactly. Thank you. So let's just move on from that. Yeah. Okay, please carry over here. I'm, I'm ready to go. I'm willing to risk not knowing this person to take us wherever we think that's possible. And if you guys think it's 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 probably even i'm i'm there just making sure everyone thinks that i, mean, Easy. I don't know this ariel but i mean i'm yeah. i'm along for the ride and that's very sweet of you you wouldn't mind i like to i like to help this is dangerous it's like Viji, you're i mean you so much we so much appreciate you being along with us but i mean you're willing to risk your life one for us whom you don't know that well and two for our friend who you have no idea who they are i may not know them but we're all connected and i if there's an opportunity for me to help i'm i'm going to help so that settles that. Now you guys can talk about the land that you miss and love so much. <laughs> you you uh, said yeah. doors. No, I know. No, it's a band from Forian that we all love so much. The ethereal <laughs> often spoke of. Oh, what did she say? She... She would repeat the question to herself. I, why did the doors send me? It, I said that she often seemed distracted. It, sometimes it would almost seem as if she was speaking with herself. Um, I, I, I do not know, but it seemed odd to me because I am unaware of doors being able to send people places. Assumed that maybe she meant some kind of spell that I was. Well, and I've never heard of doors playing music, but apparently they're it's very a sure they're it's from a band Florian? of traveling bards. And she joined this, I guess, or something. I don't know. That's the kind of information, suddenly, lady, that would be helpful for us. We were like pressing you for information, and you just toss that in there after like acting like you didn't know anything. What else do you know that you're just not mentioning? Really rack your brain. What else did Lethereal say around you? 
Imagine we're a party of adventurers in a grand story. <laughs> what would be relevant? <laughs> they studied with her for over a year. She said a lot of things. Why do you sound so upset? Because I'm tired, and now I'm apparently trying to recall every conversation I ever had with a teacher I haven't seen in a decade. You said you had a great memory. Look at this circle. This circle that you memorized. Look at this. Why are we attacking this woman? What's wrong with us? Because you're all horrible. <laughs> Let's leave them be. Let's rest up for the fight ahead. <gasps> Do we know why we're on an airship? Yeah, we but, teleported to it. Yeah, well, it seemed to be, it, seemed to be it was the escape plan that oh. the leaders of Stone Rest had. Um, and you've oh. also been able to look around VG, and it is it is very old. It may well be as old as Stone's Rest itself. So that this seems more like a thing that the marked found as opposed to they had this and brought it with them. I'm gonna just thought I'd ask. Is there like a cabin or like an un, yes. like under deck? There's an under yeah. Deck. You can go under the deck. Uh, go to the under deck. Okay. The under deck. I head to the under deck. Then stop saying under deck. <laughs> as you go, I'm sorry. <laughs> as you go uh, beneath deck, um, you feel a surge yeah. of energy uh, from the staff on your back. Um. I take, if, I take that off and unwrap. As you sort of unwrap it, you can carry a case that I've got now. Oh, do I still have the the poison things? Yeah, you do have those couple of vials of poison that Temple yeah. gave you to take out your party members. Yeah, I've kept that safer than just loosely wrapped. We're not sure they're poison, around. really, though, are we? We're not sure. We but don't know what it is. It's okay. just, oh, I think we're 100% certain they're poison. You're pretty oh, sure it's okay. nothing friendly. Yeah, yeah okay. but we don't know what they do. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Uh, as you're there, you can actually see there's sort of cracks of light coming in through the deck and then the shadows. You see the shadows pull into the staff um, and sort of swirl up and down it. Um, and now, instead of just a plain quarter staff, it's almost a staff with weights on either end, with the weights just being spheres of shadow. Um, you have purified uh, the grasping dark uh, to the steadfast. Mm. Uh, Viji, you had already um, experienced this. Uh, your umbrella had sort of upgraded. Um, as Sunny, you stand on the deck, sort of thinking about things you your staff glints as well um and it seems to absorb the sunlight for a moment um and similarly you had seen this actually occurring a little bit below ground back in stone's rest and neldor um you had also felt the blades uh in their sheaths sort of gleam just a little bit mm. I kind of I, I sit down then in the shadows place the staff before me and I start telling Mr. Wake all about the staff very good 
Um, yeah. So anything else that people would like to do outside of uh, Lena really, really wants the Sunleaf to have better answers, but... She's really bad at this. Like, a... like, I mean, do we need, like, a short rest or a long rest, or...? Uh, she suggests it's going to take her a few more hours, probably, to complete the circle. Um, you, you all, if going to do this, should certainly get some sleep. Um, That's what I was thinking. Uh, Delon and the others will uh, offer to stand guard, although as they do that, they're also like against... You're, you're sort of floating in the middle of a cloud bank, so... There are dragons. Yeah, there are scary things in the sky. Yeah, please keep a keep a watch. We would appreciate it. But yeah. Or we can kick you off the side. Yeah. Also, yeah. Dallin and other people who were definitely not going to kick off the side. Do you want to come help us fight the Nightmaster? It would make you heroes. Don't you want to be heroes? We're heroes. You can be heroes like us. We're so cool. Sunny. <laughs> okay, give me a persuasion roll. Coolest people are the ones that say, I'm so cool. <laughs> it's cooler if you don't mention it. Well, that was my point. Mean. Um, talk, uh, the drow, um, and Sabar and uh, Shima, um, the merchant and the, the halfling woman, respectively, are like, no, 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 no. No, no. We were locked up by insane bandits. Um, some of us while attempting to be employed by said insane bandits. We've had quite enough adventure. We would just like to get home. Um, Dallin would be like, uh, yes, I, I do not know. I do not know how much good I will be, but I am more than happy to help. I am sworn to this duty. As a member of the, I think you know. Insight roll. Does it seem like that's like really why he wants to help us? Because he's a silent bell prestige man. Silent prestige. Or does it seem like there's something else going on there? I rolled an eleven. Uh, no, you. You don't have a real good read on him, but he seems genuine. Um. You also would remember from Swift Cross that. He had essentially done that gesture of handing over his his token, which indicated he was ready to give up his life and had suggested and probably thought that his mission was going to cost him his life. So you think that it isn't it isn't that he views himself as having nothing to lose, but that he views this as the continuation of that mission. That makes sense. OK. All right. All right. Um. I think we said this at the end of last stream, but you all will then drift off to sleep and you have hit level seven. So let's go ahead and roll some hit dice. Yahtzee. He keeps saying that. Not really applicable in this situation, but yeah. okay. Hell yeah. So is it applicable to just yell that randomly in life? Because he's been doing that recently. Yahtzee. Definitely is. I so. mean, if he carries around a bunch of D6s, then sure. Which I do. <laughs> I was going to say... Other people have, like, yeah. photos in their wallets. Andy, it's just a bunch of D6s. Okay. Yep. Okay. Is that so you can cast Fireball? If I need to. My hit dice says... It's a D8. Why does it say five? 
can I roll five d8s? Uh, no, it's just how many you had. Um, I, don't I don't think you've used any in a while, so we probably just didn't. I don't know what that means. Bump that up to seven. Oh. Hit dice are are things you can do during short or short rest that give you hit points. But oh. right now you can roll them for for hit point going up. Like I'll start. How about that? Okay. I'm so are you that? as a reminder. Yeah. And both Andy and I use this as a house rule. Players roll their level up HP. And then they can either keep their role or they can choose to take my role. In the case of a one, I imagine you're taking mine. Uh, yes. I got nothing else against Five. It. Oh, so, so seven total for you. Yep, I'm good. So I keep oh, scaring it off the thing. I didn't know you could do that. Mm-hmm. So, Viji, you rolled a six out of your D8. I will keep that. Oh, and... God, I forgot you have a really hefty constitution modifier. Uh, yes. So yeah, 10 total HP added to your max and your current. Uh, who wants to go next? I will. <laughs> I imagine I know who you're taking. <laughs> it got marginally better. Oh, and you are right on the line. What is that three? What do I add to that three? Your constitution modifier. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Sorry. It's no, like I've no never worries. played before. I'm going to keep mine, I guess. Okay. All right. So you all have uh, completed, rather, you all have rolled your HP. You have any relevant abilities from level seven. Um, you're, you're tired. You're exhausted. You're confused. At this point... Sort of as you're drifting off, Neldor, and you meditate, the best that you can think of is, up until now, you'd been following the leads to who you thought was Lethereal, in the hope that once you'd found her, then you would be able to go and get Ariel back. And now you're kind of left with, you at least have a lead on where Ariel was, maybe you can go and get her back, and then you all can go find Lethereal. Um, but feels like slim hope, and it feels like feels like a hard road. Um, you know that this is going to be dangerous, and sort of as you're thinking about that, you look at your blades, um, one of which had been Ariel's originally. Uh, I believe hers was the flame blade, right? Yep. And as you pull it out, it was always sort of blackened and, like, twisted, like it had been badly damaged. Um, And as you pull it from its sheath and sort of hold it in the the little bit of lamp firelight that you have, you see along its edges a little bit of flame catch and race along the swirls. And the blade itself turns and tightens to the point where it's almost just a black metal spike with a glowing sort of pattern running up it. Um, And surprised, you'll sort of pull out the other blade, which it always, at the very edges, would fade into almost transparency, ice. Uh, And now at the edges is sort of keen, bright white silver with the heart of it being transparent. Um, And so both of your blades become purified 
Um, mechanically, and this was an original mechanic which we haven't found a lot of explication of, except from Teppel, uh, magic items that are exposed to blight in this world become corrupted. And part of their magic, their inherent magic, is sort of eaten consumed by this, and in exchange they gain blighted ability, or corrupted ability. But those abilities are harmful to the user as well. Um, having purified these blades now, that that uh, blighted ability, that corrupted ability, has been replaced by... A, so both abilities of weapons, or if it only has one, the ability of the weapon is no longer harmful, and it is also no ma now more powerful in the elemental magic that it was based on. But yeah, um, you all fall into sleep. Neldor is sort of going over plans in his head as he meditates, um, almost wishing for the, the vision of the great tome he sometimes has. Uh, but that that will not come tonight. Um, Rook, you fall into a fitful sleep, shadows. Um, wondering why Mr. Wake seemed very quiet. Viji was... Did uh, their, you know, evening workout routine calm down, um, followed by some brief meditation, and is settling into a peaceful sleep, wondering also what the hell these doors that everyone keeps talking about are, because they are not a bard band. <laughs> Andy was not pushing to talk. Sorry, yeah. Say that oh, I've known that since the beginning. Oh, yeah, no, 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 no. I, to be very clear, Viji has not been buying this at all, but you're yeah, just now, you're now more just, just <laughs> wondering what it is, because it seems like it yeah. might be kind of a fun secret. Um, yeah. And Sunny, you... You dream of the land far below, and you dream of being able to turn back some of this tide of corruption. Um, and you dream of uh, really, really delicious, well-grown melons. Um, yeah, you all wake in the morning. Um, the, though they have declined to come with you, uh, the other three have been keeping watch essentially all night. Um, uh, the Sunleaf has been working through the night and is now done with the circle. Dallin also got some rest because he'd been a prisoner for months, so he needed some sleep. Um, he's still equipped with the dagger you gave him and also a short sword that he had taken from one of the guards. Um, and he... Also, sort of, he actually hadn't had the chance to really strip some armor off, but he seems relatively dexterous, so assures you that he'll be fine. Um, yeah, you you assemble back on deck, and the Sunleaf is sort of clutching a hand to her ribs, gasping. There, um, and not, not fully activated on my own, but. Believe your presence should be enough. It requires the presence of men. Sort of why I also kept it away from the engine. Um, Great, you all want to go? Let's go. Let's go kill Purple Bone Daddy. Let's do it. I don't know who Purple Bone Daddy is, but you know I'm all up for good travel and fights. 
helping. Yeah, I mean, wait. So, uh, table talk here. Purple Bone Daddy is the Nightmaster, or was he like one of his minions? I don't know. Oh, we don't. I fucking. I've been conflating the two, but I have no reason to be doing that. Do I? I guess I thought the Purple Bone Daddy was like a high-level agent, but wasn't the Nightmaster? Because I thought they'd send them... Reports that you'd had would suggest that that was a relatively high-level minion. The equivalent of like a captain or a commander. Yeah. Um, Because, for example, people have commented on these figures have been seen before, but they never seem to equate that with being the Nightmaster. Wait, so we don't even know what the Nightmaster is. Or what he looks like. Does Sunleaf know? Sunleaf, I thought, said she saw him at one point. Yes. Or her. Or her. Yeah. That was literally one of my questions. So I expect... I... I do not know the extent of his abilities. Um, The thing that I do know is... Be very wary of the Aries. It is powerfully corrupted, and it is powerful. Hmm. It's very good to know, but I'm literally like just asking, like, what race is he? Or is he a human, a skeleton, a dwarf, another turtle? The skeleton of a dwarf turtle. Hmm. No, no. Um, human, I think, or a, a helm, and spoke into my head. Oh, did he speak into your head? I mean, we've met someone who can do that. We have. Son of a bitch. Of I? Oh. God, I hope it's not that. Oh. Anyway. Have I met this person? Uh, that very easily. I'm gonna stab just this person you, so much. What did you say? Just say. Sounded like you had a question, Lee. I just said, what if he was right under our noses? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I don't know. What if, I mean, what if he's, what if he's like me? And I say that part talking into everyone's heads, because you guys know I can talk into your heads, but Sunleaf doesn't. Yeah. Uh, but, um, Interesting. No, I didn't talk to Sunleaf's head. Oh, I thought um, you said that the Sunleaf doesn't know that. Right. Which made so, it sound like you were No, it doesn't into... know. It makes it sound like I mean everyone else. So, talking to Sunny, we should... Could we... Could could Rook, like, change into the person we think that it could be and see if the Sunleaf recognizes him? Do, so, um, yeah. Does it, does it look what, like Yeah. I'll try serving. Uh, I do not so. Um, You're wearing I, a imagine helmet. I had a helm on. He was, <laughs> he was taller. Well, I'm going to whisper into Rook's head, turn into Lethereal's husband. Uh, okay, I will turn into Lethereal's husband. Uh, he cannot. Why? Rook would never have seen Lethereal's husband. Oh, okay. Not have met with Ethereal's husband. Uh, he would have been too it young. Came after. Yeah. yeah. Oh. 
Except what if I draw Lethereal's husband for him? Because I'm I've met him, right? I Wait. draw the, I turn into a stick figure. Yes. <laughs> He's limited by the bounds of what he knows. <laughs> It's really know, cool. human with like a circle painted on its face. And... He can turn into that attractive blonde lady, but that's <laughs> which you did promise you were going to bring back at some point before the end of this campaign, and you were going to make relevant. I mean, we will need a distraction for Purple Bone Daddy. So, All right? Um, he seemed so <laughs> distractible. <laughs> Do you know if Lethereal's husband could talk into people's heads? I just want to see if we owe Andy money. I mean, Neldor. Does Neldor know? A history check because you're the oldest, so you knew him better. All right. Uh 14. Uh, He was like Lethereal, a wizard, metagame. Like, that was the type of caster he was. He did possess the message cantrip. Okay, so seems like like a lot of people actually possess it. Then, if it's not super we know uncommon. servant and Ethereal's husband and Sunny, I mean that's three people have already. abilities to talk in people's heads. Right? So is it's it like rare? half the casters I know in this world? Yeah, but can yeah. you do that? I mean, message is a cantrip. <laughs> yeah, I cannot do such a thing, but no. I, I can do this, and I present uh, a little image of a monkey with bells on his hands, just like going, eh, 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 eh. like in your hand. Yeah, there's a little hand. image of a yeah, monkey. just like a five foot, eh, five inch tall monkey, like that. You're just pressed my rotationing. Your five inch monkey. Okay. Oh, good. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm about to have the sun leaf push you all off the edge. <laughs> I will willingly go. <laughs> Dallin is looking at you like he's reconsidering whether he's actually sworn himself to die in service of the mission. It's like, mm. So it is supposed, supposedly a rare ability. You just happen to meet three people that have it. I mean, magic itself is pretty yeah, rare. Yeah, that's this, what I'm saying. This, so it's even more rare. These would be the these uh, three people you are now traveling with are probably they are certainly the most accomplished casters you've ever met, and they are oh. one of probably no more than a couple of dozen people you've ever met with any magical abilities in your life. So we just know he's not a skeleton. Does not appear to be a skeleton. Was wearing full armor. Wasn't moving like a skeleton. But he controls them. Fair enough. I don't gamble at all, but if Andy's right, what does that mean? Like, how do bets work? Do we all owe him $10? How do bets work? Yeah. I personally don't remember making that bet. When was that bet made? So, so technically speaking, there was not so much a bet made as much as Andy declared a bet unto the ether. Yeah, I don't that, think yet, don't that he bet everyone $10 that it was Lethereal's husband. 
It also wasn't entirely clear what the stakes of this would be if it was in fact not Lethiriel's husband. Was it all of us that would then collect $10 from him? Was it $10 each? $10 total? Uh, was everyone who was in chat that night also in on this bet? Because he just sort of shouted it to the ether. So the rules on this one are going to be a little bit vague. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm certainly ready. Uh, as much as I can be. Mr. Wake's ready, too, so. Is he? I mean, your voice just cracked. Real Did it? Yeah, just a bit. It only cracks when I'm confident, so let's go. <laughs> All right. Isn't that weird? It sounds legit. Now or never. Yeah, let's go. This has been Helpful Goat Gaming Presents Tear Beyond the Doors. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this and would like more, please consider rating and reviewing the podcast, listening to our long-form campaign on the podcast Goats and Dragons, catching us on twitch.tv slash helpfulgoat, and on Twitter at helpfulgoat. Thanks again for joining us, and we'll see you next time.